Okay, we're back, and we were in the process of reading the evidences of uh, our being in the last days, and we were reading in Romans chapter 1, and this gives you a whole list of things that are going to happen in the last days. We were reading right up into uh, verse uh, 25, talking about people who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Uh, and then he, we talked about the women uh, changing the natural use into that which is against nature. That's it without doubt. Um, uh, lesbianism. Likewise, the men, verse 27 of Romans 1, leaving the natural use of, of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, Can that be anything but homosexuality? Men working with men, that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves. Wow, there's a lot of diseases that uh, occur because of homosexuality and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet or fitting for them. Then let's pick up our reading, verse 28 of Romans 1. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. And then this ends, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Mm. You ever heard the expression, birds of a feather flock together? But that's the evidence. By the way, let's continue continue reading in Romans chapter 2. The Apostle Paul writes this, Therefore, well, what do you mean, therefore? Since these people the things that can be known of God is manifested in them. And since uh, they know the judgment of God and they do the nasty stuff anyway, Paul writes, therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man. Whosoever that art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. So be careful how you judge. There's three three times God judges and then we judge and we'd better do it in the proper manner according to the scriptures. Then in verse two of chapter two says, but we are sure that's believers. We are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth. And that's how we're to judge. In light of all this nonsense 
this filth, this, these evil propensities, we're, we're, we're to make sure that the judgment of a God is according to truth against them which commit such things. So, and that's the way we're to judge, just the way God judges, according to truth. That's why we give you the scripture. That's why we're uh, speaking what God says. And then in verse 3, it says, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Oh, dear. Now, think about that verse for a while. These are the evidences of us being in the last days. The bad guys. Well, when shall the last days end? Now, this is rather a lengthy study. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not going to come suddenly. There are a lot of things that have to happen first yes. that, that, that we can know. And then I'm going to make known to you at the end of, of this uh, segment, I hope. Um, but uh, let's look at uh, let's look at uh, how when will it be? Second Peter chapter three. Wow. When I read this, I get goosebumps. I mean, I mean, I shudder in fear. I really do. But then the fear is subsided when I know that Jesus Christ died for my sins. But it says here in 2 Peter chapter, chapter 3, uh, verses 9 through 13, it says this. The Lord is not, excuse me, let's, let's begin reading um, verse 9. 2 Peter 3, let's begin reading verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some um, some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. For God has patience with us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Let's pause there for a moment. God's will is for you who are not saved to get saved and for you to go to the lost to try and get them saved and preach the gospel unto them. Then he says this, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with the great noise and the elements shall melt with the fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are there, therein shall be burned. The whole schmear case, the whole kit and caboodle, it's going to be burned. That's what the Bible says. It says, seeing then, that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? And we'll get to that. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire, really? Shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I heard a prophetic a speaker this past week, talk about there being somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 million galaxies. Think about what a fire that's going to be. It says, they'll melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. 
Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. An account that the long-suffering our Savior of, of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to wisdom uh, given unto him, hath written unto you, also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, which are uh, some of them hard to understood, to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest or twist, as they do also other scriptures under their own destruction. But and so uh, ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before before beware, lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. So as we read in these verses, there's going to be a terrible fire. And the earth will be burned up. And so will the heavens. But there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And when that happens, and we'll give you the order of the events in just a moment. And when this happens... There won't be any more time. There's a verse in the book of Revelation, chapter 10. I've researched this. And this is talking about an angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and rainbow upon his head. And he had a book. And, and, and John was to take the book and, and read it and digest it. And he said, I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. As soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. He said that in Revelations 10, verse 10. But wait a minute. Here's something that he read in a book. Here's something that he saw in this book. And he swear by him that liveth forever and ever. That's that angel with the book. He swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein are on the earth and the things that are therein. Well, who was it that made them? It was the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, and he says, and he swear by these things, the things that are in the sea and the things that are therein, that there should be time no longer. Now there is going to be time when there will be time. No longer. It will not be measured in days, weeks, hours, minutes, seconds, years, uh, millenniums. There will come a time on the earth, folks. There will only be an immeasurable amount of time. And the only way is called eternity. eternity. That's right. By the way, can you understand eternity? Only to a certain degree. That's right. It, just that it means no beginning and no end. Yeah. Well, how can you understand that? I mean, we're going to die. It's appointed unto men once to die. Yeah. But after this, the judgment. Mm -hmm. So there's coming a time when the earth will, uh, will, will burn with a fervent heat. The heavens will be on fire and there will be a new heavens and the earth. And in Second Peter, uh, these verses... Here's what we were told. Here's how we're to behave with regard to these last things. Back to 2 Peter chapter 3. 
2 Peter chapter 3, and then we'll go to Revelation chapter 21. It says here that uh, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Live a holy, godly life. Now, now, before Christ comes back and, and right up to and including the millennial reign of Christ, there are still some people that will have the Adamic nature. And we who are saved now still have it. Well, how how can we do this? We're going to do what we can, living by the word of God. Okay. Um, so you should be looking for, verse 12, 2 Peter, uh, the, and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens shall be dissolved. So, uh, so we're to be looking for something. Well, we what we're looking for right now is is the rapture of the church. And we'll talk about that next when we talk about the order of events. We're to be looking. When these things come to pass in, in the book of Matthew, when Jesus was talking about all this stuff that was going to happen in Matthew 24 and 25, and, and the apostle Paul's talking about all these things we read in Romans chapter 1 and, and in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and all of those things um, it's amazing. How, how? What are we supposed to do? He said, seeing that we look for such things. We're, the first thing we're to do in light of everything, we're to look. Look up for our redemption draweth nigh. Mm. We should be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. According to the book of Hebrews, we should look. We should live righteously we're supposed to live in all godliness and, and in all conver- holy conversation conversation means way of life and that's what we're supposed to do that's how we're supposed to live with regard to these things and then we're supposed to learn we're supposed to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ So in light of the last days, this is how and how it's going to end. This is how we're to live. And we've told you from the scriptures just how. Now we've got some time left. And Curtis, um, Curtis is my timekeeper. And we've got about 15 minutes left in this episode. And we'll try to finish this episode um, rather quickly. We've talked about... Um, to be aware of the end times when the last times began, uh, all the bad guys in the last times. We talked about the burning that will end the last times and how we're to behave, how we're to behave. All of those things began with the letter B. From there on, uh, everything else we're going to say is going to begin with the letter R. I like to alliterate because it helps us to, to remember and to read these things. Okay, so here's the order of events. I want to write these down. Here's the order of events. The, the next event on the prophetic calendar, the very next event. Next major event. Major prophetic event is this. 
we call it the rapture of the church. Now, the word rapture means to be caught up or to be caught away. And there is going to come a time. And, and we don't know the exact day. We really don't. We just, we just need to continue to look up because it's coming. Let's read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. He said, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, at least those believers who, are die, who have died, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also... Uh, which uh, also them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you uh, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go ahead of them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's the word rapture together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the next event in prophecy. In, and now, by the way, this is still in the end days. That's right. Because there's still time. This happens in time. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, you can read about that. I'll give you the numbers, but it tells you essentially the same thing. Where Paul says... Verses 51 through 55 in 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I show you a mystery. A mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. And he goes on to go through, to, through uh, verse 58 to tell us about the rapture of, the, of Jesus Christ. Now, nobody on earth sees this because in 1 Corinthians 15, it says these, this event happens in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And Jesus comes in the clouds, not back to earth. That's, that is the rapture is not his second coming. No, no, no. The second coming. A lot of people get those things mixed up. In, well, then, then let's the prophetic nature of let's events. let's talk about the next prophetic event. And a lot of people won't tell you this because uh, nobody's teaching this except some pretty good prophetic scholars. The next event is the return of Israel and the regathering of Israel to the land. Here's what happens in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. It says the Jews require a sign, and this rapture will be a sign unto them, and they'll bang their foreheads with the palms in their hand and say, oh my goodness, those Christians were right after all, and that will be a sign for the Jews to go back into the land en masse. And Ezekiel chapters 35 through 39 tell you that very same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Daniel chapter 10, verse, well, at the end of Daniel chapter 10, we read about mm -hmm. uh, um, the 70th week of Daniel, mm -hmm. which will be the tribulation, which will be on the earth. That will occur after the rapture okay. of the church and when Israel is back in the land. That's seven years of tribulation. And by the way, um, after the Jews return to the land and during the tribulation in the second Thessalonians chapter two, uh, we, we, we see that the Antichrist, second Thessalonians chapter two, 
the Antichrist will be revealed. Verses 8 and 9. That's right. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Amazing stuff. And uh, he'll sit in the temple of God. By the way, in, in reference to the regathering of Israel, uh, they'll also rebuild the temple. Yes. Uh, Ezekiel chapters 40 and, and up to the end of, of uh, the book of Ezekiel. So 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4. Only three chapters in Second Thessalonians. Oh, First Thessalonians chapter four. Yep. Rapture of the church, verse thirteen. Okay. First Thessalonians. Okay. Anyway, let's go on. Um, then Christ will return to earth after the tribulation period. The rapture of the church, the re return, regathering of Israel, the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. And then comes in Revelation chapter 19, the return of Christ to the earth. And you can read about that, and we'll read a little bit in Revelation chapter 19. We talked about it in our, uh, in our uh, Revelation series, uh, and uh, we'll read some verses. And we need to hasten along because we've got about eight minutes left, Curtis. Okay, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God for true and righteous are his judgments. He hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and avenged uh, uh, the blood of his servants at her hand. And again, they said, Alleluia, and so forth. Four and 20 elders, four beasts fell down, worshiped God, that sat on the throne saying, Alleluia. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff uh, going on here. And it says, uh, and I fell at his, at, at this angel, he said, I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto him, see, thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. He said, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And in verse 11 of 19, he says, I saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness does he judge and make war. His eyes were as flame of fire, and his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no man but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And he came with the armies of heaven, and he comes and plants his feet on the earth. And he begins what happens next. After he returns to earth, he begins a thousand years of rule and reign, his sitting reign. on the throne in Jerusalem. And that's talked about in all the chapter 20. Now, he rules and reigns a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 3, uh, talking about the devil. Um, being bound a thousand years uh, and he was cast in the pit and he won't be able to do any deceiving or anything until the thousand years uh, should be, should be, uh, he should be loosed in 
chapter 7, it said, when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So Christ shall rule and reign for a thousand years. There will be relatively little to no sin on the earth, but there will be natural human beings which will go alive into the millennium, mm -hmm. and they'll be Jews. Mm -hmm. And so the reign of Christ on earth. Then we see the rebellion of Satan, and we've just talked about it. In chapter 7. So He's the rapture of the church, season, the return of Israel, mm -hmm. the rebuilding of the temple, the return of Christ to the earth, and the reign of Christ on the earth for a thousand years. We're going to sit in a throne, and he'll judge the earth from, uh, from Jerusalem. And then at the end of those thousand years, we'll see the rebellion of Satan. He'll be loosed out of hell. He'll gather a great army, and there will be a big battle, and that Jesus Christ and the saints will will we'll win immediately. Mm -hmm. Now, after this rebellion of Satan comes the reading of the books. That is the, the book of the works of the dead. They'll be raised from, from the dead. They won't get a new body. They'll get the same body they had uh, on the earth and it'll be cast into hell. But only before, only after uh, they were read to, uh, to them, Jesus read to them out of the uh, book of works, their works. Mm -hmm. Our works, by the way, as believers, will, will have already been judged. Mm -hmm. No more reading of that one. We will have already received our rewards. But these people will receive their rewards, and they will be cast into the pit forever and ever and ever. Yep. Okay. And then we see the recreation of the heavens and the earth. Revelation 21. And we'll close with this, Curtis. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Remember, we read about that in Peter's epistles, when the earth and the, and the heavens, there would be a great fire and they'd be burned up. So now there's a new heaven and a new earth. And I, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. Wow. The revealing of the New Jerusalem. You know how big that thing is, Curtis? Mm. Maybe one day we'll go into it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's long and as wide as two-thirds of the, of the topography of the United States. We, we did go over that did in, we? In, our, in, our, in our Revelation series. Good for a good memory you've got there. So, and it's just wonderful. It's amazing. And so then, uh, so there's the recreation of the new heavens and the earth. And then there's the revelation of the new Jerusalem. And folks, that's where you and I are going to eat of the fruit of the tree of life, mm. which Adam and Eve could have eaten of, but they ate of the wrong tree. Mm. And then there's, we'll drink from the river of life. And that's how time ends. And with that, we'll end this podcast with an invitation. You've heard these things. You can get back on this podcast and listen to it again. You can read these things for yourselves. But folks, while you have time, and you are in the last times, but while you have time.
Jesus said, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. You need to receive Jesus Christ by, by faith, by grace through faith, as your own Lord and personal Savior. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's simply believe the gospel. Christ died was buried, rose again from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, the first four verses say that plainly. And there's only one way to be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. That's it, folks. Not by works of righteousness, which we had done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says it clearly. Uh, for by, by grace are we saved through faith, not of works. Would you just take a moment? Make a turn in your life. Choose to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. That's what the Bible says. That's what we believe. And that's what you must believe. Won't you do so today? Heavenly Father, thank you for this privilege you've given to us to preach your word. And we pray that uh, we would ask you, please give us fruit for our labor. Uh, and and would, would someone come to Christ today as a result of hearing your word on this podcast? And then may they continue in faith. And we'll give you the praise and glory for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.